right, so hi everyone. Welcome to the podcast this week. Hi guys, welcome to another week of Romance in Color. Yes, yes, your place for real, real, <laughs> real inclusive love. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, we're still so celebrating Women's History Month. We are still celebrating Women's History yeah. Month. Yes, for the entire month of March. Mm-hmm. Last week we had an amazing uh, interview with audio narrator, uh, to the stars, I feel like, or to to most of Black romance, uh, mm-hmm. Wesley Shaban. It was a awesome, awesome uh, interview, and she it gave really us a lot. Of, was. It, it was awesome. She gave us so much insight into yeah. what um, being an audio narrator was about. Yeah, I learned so Her, much. My goodness, and she was so transparent. I just she, really appreciated that. She really was, and she, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, like I I titled the uh, podcast "The Voice of Black Romance" because she really is. And she's such an advocate for indie authors and stuff mm-hmm. like this. So I hope you all got a chance to listen to that podcast. We had an uh, amazing time talking to her. Yeah, so we dedicated the whole podcast to her. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how was your weekend and everything? The weekend was pretty good. The weekend was pretty good. Um, we had some decent weather here in New York. It's starting to feel like spring, which is cool. And um, yeah, you know, I just kind of kept it low-key. And mm-hmm. and relax and just caught up on a little bit of, you know, uh, TV watching and stuff like that. What about you? How was your weekend? It, um, it was good. Um, it was chill. I didn't do anything too special. Um, I just basically was spring cleaning. <laughs> Great. Spring yeah. cleaning and trying up. to get rid, get rid of those clothes that don't fit. Those clothes yeah. I feel like aren't, aren't really working for me anymore in my right. style aesthetic. And stuff like that. Oh my god! I just realized I had so many like work slacks and junk. I'm like, I don't even okay. wear those anymore. Like, what well, did you, you know get rid mean? of like, them, or you just put them aside? I just put them aside okay, because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't really go into the office anymore. Like yeah. when I do, it's just like I wear something much more relaxed and casual. But right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel the nature... it feels good to cleanse and get rid of that stuff, especially because me and you, we have birthdays coming up. So really, yes. this is kind of a time where we kind of clean house, you know, yeah. speaking. Yes, so. absolutely. So mm-hmm. try and cleanse ourselves for our own personal New That's Year's. Right. That's yeah, exactly so, right. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm, I'm getting myself together and yeah. looking, and looking forward to this weekend. It's funny that you said that because I feel like, I, I think I view my birthday as more of a restart, refresh mm, than mm-hmm. New Year's even. Like, you know, New yeah. Year's, I kind of do my little resolutions because, you know, it's expected. But I always yeah. view my birthday as kind of, for me, when I can, when I start again mm-hmm. with renewed goals, refreshed, you know, reinvigorated and stuff like that. So oh, that, yeah, that definitely. Yeah. I definitely feel you on it. I feel the same way. And it's it's really a time of reflection for me. That's it. Like I think about, you know, all the stuff that I've gone through and yep. done over the course of the year and just like, okay, what do I wanna yeah, do next? So yeah, yeah this next yeah. phase of my life. And as we inch closer to our mid forties. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> We're inching closer Ooh. to our mid-40s, correct. But yeah. we're still early 40s. But but we're inching but, there. But we look good. That's the we point. Do look we good. look good. 
We look good. How's your exercise going? It's not going well. However, <laughs> as as I said, with my birthday approaching, this is an opportunity for me to kind of have a fresh restart. start and restart. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. um, how is yours going though? You're looking really good. You're looking really Thank good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I'm, I'm, I think people can tell in my face. I've slowed yeah. down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm down about nine pounds. Now. Nice. Nice. So I'm hoping nice. I can keep the momentum going. I still yeah. can't zip up my pants I want to wear, okay. but okay. I hope with this weekend I can get into the outfit I said I was going to wear to this concert. So That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. So, mm. all right. So, Yakini, what's hot in the streets with hot topics? So let's get into this foolishness or whatever. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, first of all, <laughs> the first story is about Lil Durk and India Royale. I don't know who they are. Um, I know who Lil Durk was- is rapper i assume like yeah, for the rapper. Teeny boppers okay and his uh-huh. his um girlfriend or actually his i think fiance india mm-hmm. royale his fiance mm-hmm. so lil dirk would i recognize any of his songs are they i'm sure Probably. my children would okay i may let me see let me, some let, lil me, dirk. Let, let me google a famous little do, do that because I'm, I'm curious because lil dirk was all in the hot topics this week so he interviewed with the podcast Million Dollars Worth of Game. He's 29 mm-hmm. years old, and he is recently engaged to his longtime girlfriend, India Royale. Um, and she's like a social media personality. Pretty girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so basically, you know, a lot of people consider them couples, quote, goals. You know, we don't like that term here, but couples, goals, in quotes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been together for a minute. You know, he hasn't had or she hasn't had any kind of, like, public cheating stuff that's gone down yeah sometimes yeah. celebrities couples can be especially the young couples but mm-hmm. seems like you know they've had a pretty consistent last few years where they hold each other down so for that reason people have been considering them goals um so the interviewer was kind of like asking Lil Zerk, you know, what factors played a role in him deciding to propose to her? Because, you know, a lot mm. of times, you know, our guys, you know, want to avoid marriage until the very last possible moment. And they just mm-hmm. don't believe in settling down. Not that they're married yet, but they're engaged. And, mm. you know, he was singing her praises and just kind of things went left when he basically, you know, he talked about her personality was a factor. But it seemed that that kind of took a back seat to her, quote, body count meaning her number of sexual partners. (laughs) So he was kind of like, you know, what made me propose, you know, everything about her. Like, you know, if I'm being real, she doesn't cheat on me. But he was like, but mostly, you know, she ain't been passed around. It was (gasps) like her body count. That's what really did it. It was her body count. So his comments went viral really quickly. (laughs) They were met with mixed opinions. Like some people didn't see anything wrong with his comments. Others felt that his comments were extremely hypocritical, especially given the six children by six different women. Exactly. Six children by several women. I don't know if it's six, but it's six children by several women. So it's kind of like, imagine your fiance is kind of asked what he loves about you. And the first, one of the first things he brings up is your, the number of sexual partners you've had that the number is low. You know, he talked a little bit about her personality, but it wasn't really an emphasis on, Oh, she's super loyal. You know, she makes sacrifices for me. It was about the fact that she hasn't had as many sexual partners and he likes that. So you know, we're wait, taking first, it back by that. First of all, she actually believed the number that she told him. Right. That's first <laughs> and foremost. First and foremost. You really yeah. believe the number. It's always That's three. Naive. Yeah. It's always yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. always three, baby. Yeah. You know, we're gonna say it's low. Yeah. Like it's, first of all, it's none of your business. It is none and of your business. Right. It's really none of your and you the pass around. 
you the dude with all these kids. You're the passed around dude. Like, I don't understand the hypocritical nature of some guys. And so India kind of got flat, got wind of all the criticism, and she she came forward and spoke up, and you know. She was kind of like, well, it's a good thing he's my man, basically. Uh, she said, you know, I don't, she used the acronym I, IDGAF. I don't give a F what people think about my yeah. say. That's why he mine. Go get you, go get yours. I shouldn't even mm-hmm. say it, you know, like that. I don't have to say it. She could have said it in a voice. Like, I mean, it's a good thing he's my man. You know, go ahead and get yours. <laughs> I tried to change the tone of it and not make it. Now, you know, that. she didn't say it. <laughs> But, you know, she's kind of like, stay out of my business. If I don't care, why should you? But, you know, we do care. It's kind of, you know, it's a little just, it just puts a bad taste in our mouth. Um, it's tacky. That's it's it. It's tacky. Yeah. It's so tacky for you to be talking it about. It just feels very patriarchal and just it really is very, just backward and just like, it reduces us. The whole slut shaming, men can do whatever mm-hmm. they want, have as many bodies mm-hmm. as they want. Mm-hmm. For women, it's just this issue and it's just, it's gross. It's, ugh, anyway. It's so gross. Yeah. I, I, whatever. It's gross. That's why I just appreciate like the amber roses of the world and the slut walks and all that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of normalizing mm-hmm. that women, we can have relationships. We can have intimacy with partners just because we feel a connection and it shouldn't be all mm-hmm. about that so yeah yeah oh man uh, oh man and anyway anyway of uh, rose and wait you asked about little dirt songs wait do yes you know yes this, did you, you come know up this? with me that i might have heard have you heard back door i would need to hear it i would need I to know. hear it because i wouldn't see. recognize the title and Let's also see. is he from down south or is he from i don't know where the hell little dirt okay. <laughs> i was gonna say sometimes like regional rappers might be big in one area they may not play them in new york i think he might be from st louis i don't know that we get into much little dirt on the radio <laughs> if the name just doesn't sound familiar honestly if i ask the kids i'm like mom you know little dirt he played the da 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 let me see i'm playing oh. a song now let's see can you hear i hear it It's all slow. I was gonna say, is he a singer or is he a no? Rapper? You're a rapper. Okay. I, I don't know. This song. I don't recognize it. It reminds me of something that could go TikTok viral. You know? Yes, it does. It does sound like a little TikTok song. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's probably had some TikTok little hits or whatever. So yeah, yeah. That's Lil Durk. He's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so Kanye West, you know, he's been in the media l- lately. Oh, we talked a lot about him. Yeah, it is mercy. It is mercy. Um, he recently he, he recently put out the documentary um, Genius. And mm-hmm. did you see it or? I refuse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not worthy of adding it to our hot topics and romance. So I didn't want to put it there. Just touching on it briefly. You know, it was a three part series. It was okay. I just kind of stumbled upon it over the weekend. My boyfriend and I were watching a comedy special, and then you know, after you, if after the show ends on Netflix, yeah, it rolled into the next mm-hmm. joint. So I said, let me see what this man talking about or whatever. So three part special. The only part that really was touching for me was just really talking about his relationship with his mother and how close yeah. he was with her. He just adored that woman. The documentary mm-hmm. just really il- illustrates just how how they were really best friends. She became his manager. She was his everything. And he yeah. really did take a turn, you know, after her passing. And um, yeah. they kind of glossed over all of the problems he's been having. It was touched on, but not really, didn't really give it the full attention that it deserved. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's really not what the Hot Topic is about. He has basically 
been running around town with a new woman, Chaney Jones, I believe her name is. That's his new girlfriend. Yep. He had that other girlfriend. I think her name was Julia. That was like all that of That was a hot second. That was literally <laughs> a hot second. And now he has this this new girl, Chaney. Um, she looks identical to Kim Kardashian. Identical. Um, she has claimed that she has not had any plastic surgery. I believe her Lies. because she has some old... <laughs> I mean, you know, she might have done the lip fillers and all that. She claims she wasn't trying to look like her. I should say it like that. She said, the only major major surgery I've had is a BBL, but I haven't done anything to look like Kim. So whatever that means, you know, whatever work she's had done, she's saying it wasn't with the intention of looking like Kim. In any event, he has found her. He has now, you know, she's his new love interest. Um, Her body also is similar to Kim. I'm sure she'll get her waist a little smaller. Eventually, he'll get that done for her. And he seems content now that he has his clone of Kim. He's still cutting up in the media and stuff, you know, with his his family. But it's just really, really eerie how much she favors her. So we'll be yeah, watching. Yeah, she looks Jenny. a lot like her. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. be watching this and stuff and seeing. Remember when goes. Reggie Bush broke up with Kim Kardashian? And he married a girl that just I, like her. I do remember what that. Kind I don't know what Kim is putting on these men yeah, now, what but kind they're of going shit out finding she... clones. Okay. Yeah, the only one that didn't get no clone was Ray J. Right. Ray J did not get a clone. He did not get a girl that looked like her, but... But Ray J has a different kind of... I feel like their relationship ending, he wasn't devastated by it. Yeah. He kind of had that triumphant feeling I I made her. You know, Ray J has Mm -hmm. a little ego. We love Ray Mm -hmm. J and stuff. So I think that fed into his ego. It was enough for him. The relationship may not have ended, but he always has those bragging rights of I I created her and who she was. (laughs) Yeah, I put her on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was enough for him. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, so Nicki Minaj um, was did an interview recently, and she talked about, you know, how she really just will never understand how women can fake orgasms. And I won't talk too much about this now because mm. I think this might come up later when we we go into our topic of the week. I was going to touch a little bit. Oh, on yeah. But, you know, she just talked about how, you know, she, here she said, quote, I have never and will never understand why women do this, meaning faking an orgasm. Mm-hmm. How will your partner learn how to make you feel good if you aren't honest with him? A bitch like me used to give a grace period. After that, you getting cussed out every time. They figured <laughs> out real right. quick. Either that or she right. throws up the deuces. So she just go ahead and talks about, you know, how can you lay there moaning and groaning and when you really want to punch him in his head because you're just not <laughs> satisfied. So, you know, she really makes some um, some fair points. Um, I think they are valid, reasons. girl. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's different reasons, I think, why women fake orgasms. There and are. I think part of it, or probably a big part of it is, you know, not wanting to quote hurt your man's feelings or or hurt his little ego or whatever. Yeah. But she she really like she said you know you'll you'll really never get satisfied if you're taking care of him and worrying more mm-hmm. about his ego than um than yours and stuff. So yeah. Really, there's no reason to do that unless you know on the contrary you just wanted to end because maybe you have some things you need to do and you're just like just finish already or whatever. Uh uh uh. So I mean I mm-hmm. just I chuckled but yeah I'll talk probably a little bit more about that later when we get into the topic of the week. Yeah, yeah. Our topics. All right, all right, you guys. We're gonna take a quick break and come back with our hot topic, which is love lessons from women over fifty. So you all uh, stay with us, and we're gonna take a quick break. Mm-hmm. 
All right, you guys, we are back, and we're back with our uh, topic of the week, which is uh, love lessons for women over 50. And so, Yakima, you brought this article to me from Essence. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. It was. I enjoyed it very much. So, basically, they surveyed, you know, close to 20 women who are over 50, Mm -hmm. and the women ranged from being single and having partners and just kind of asked these very wise women, you know, to share some things that they wish they knew earlier on just about love and kind of lessons that they've learned, you know, throughout life and Mm -hmm. just kind of asking this group of women, you know, what can they offer to others based on their experiences, based on what they've gone through? Um, And I thought it was a great article. I I do know that sometimes we have to go through things ourselves, and advice from others isn't always enough to kind of halt or curb you you know before making some mistakes but I still yeah yeah I appreciated it and I I kind of picked up some things that I you know found useful for myself even being a woman in my early 40s so Mm -hmm. I just thought that was fantastic I thought maybe we could just go through and share some that were particularly poignant for us and maybe even though we're not we're not in our 50s just yet maybe you know you and I have been through marriages and 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 makeups and breakups and maybe we can offer some lessons that we've learned as well that we yeah. wish we had known then yeah, but um yeah, yeah did you want to start or did you want to start with one that you liked I think one that I liked was um I think one of the women said something about um it's okay for you not to be okay mm. like like it's mm. totally fine for you not to think and pretend like everything is hunky fucking dory yeah. all the time yeah. Like we've been taught so much to suppress our anger and sadness and our yes. feelings, and you know, um, you know, we we've been told that it's it's you know, it you know when you go particularly when you go through a breakup with somebody, yeah. you're just supposed to be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, um, they got get over it, whatever, whatever. But it's okay to kind of go through those feelings, and it's okay to be angry, upset, sad yeah. because that person didn't you know, it wasn't the one for you yes, um, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, realize that it's not on you, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's okay for you to not be okay. Yeah. And, then, and then she said, it's okay for you not to be the one, you know? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like uh, that. You know? It yeah. is okay, because I think so often we are just kind of, especially when we're younger, we're going into it with goals and we want this, and we want the relationship to end in this, and mm-hmm. when it doesn't, it's okay because maybe you weren't the one for him. And also maybe he wasn't the one for you. Maybe it ended because you weren't supposed to be with him. And that's okay. And like you said, it's okay. Or like I guess the woman said, it's okay to take some time and, and be sad and heal. You don't have to bounce back right away. You don't. Mm-hmm. There isn't an expectation that you're not going to, you know, be sad about it. Like that's totally mm-hmm. okay. I like that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about you? Um, So there was one, um, a woman who said, you know, I quote, I wish I recognized the now obvious signs of manipulative, manipulative narcissistic behaviors in the Mm. earlier stages of my relationships. Mm. I think too often we realize the person showed us exactly who they were early on. But she said, you know, women were raised to be nurturers to the male ego, often at their expense. And sometimes to, you know 
overlook narcissistic or toxic behavior um, mm-hmm. because we don't want to let go because we're understanding, oh, well, you know, yes, he's acting this way, but I understand it's because, you know, his dad did such and such or his mom was rejecting. And so we kind of maybe tolerate this bad behavior that we shouldn't because we have understanding and empathy and we're nurturers. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's okay to say, you know what, he is this way because of X, Y, Z in his childhood and that's not okay and I deserve better. And yes. I think also she made a comment about how sometimes when a relationship ends, we we sometimes kind of let the relationship go on too long because we don't want to hear someone be like, man, you know, she can't keep a man or that's why you're mm-hmm. single now. Yep, First yep. of all, as though there's something wrong with being healthy and single. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like blaming the victim in a way. So I, I liked mm-hmm. all that, that, you know, sometimes yeah. we are too forgiving and too understanding. We can acknowledge that this man may be damaged because of whatever happened to him early on. And we don't have to be the ones to accept that yes. and, and, turn, yes. and close one eye to it. So I, I appreciated that. Because I yeah. know I definitely have made the mistake of staying in situations that I knew weren't good for me because mm-hmm. I understood why he or she, you know, he was that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I felt like I could work with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why uh, should you have to do that? You shouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I liked what um, someone else said about, you know, the whole thing about dump, dump these people faster. <laughs> Yes, yes, faster, yes. girl. Like, yeah, that like you, you, it, yeah. you see, you see somebody acting up. Just dump them, girl. You ain't gotta sit here and waste your time. Yeah, you know, and moving on. And then the, I think the other thing she said was, um, don't say talk about all your ex problems to your yes. man. Yeah, that is such a thing. Like I wish, and we do that sometimes. We do yeah. that, you know. But it's funny. Like I didn't when I got remarried. I didn't really do that. Like Jay was really trying to pull that out of me. Yeah. But I yeah. but I wouldn't do that. It's not that I refuse to talk bad about that person or yeah. anything like that. It's just that I just I was over I was healed from that. Yes. I was so, so sometimes from the that. need to do that is because we're still processing we're the still ending processing. of the relationship. And mm-hmm. maybe we moved on a little quickly and didn't have mm-hmm. a chance to fully kind of work through that mm-hmm. stuff. And like you mm-hmm. said, it's gonna come up. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you gotta yeah, if you're already healed from that, yeah. there's no point of you bringing it up. Unless y'all got kids and you like, look, we have to work out our schedule, blah, blah, sure. blah. That's then there's no, there's absolutely no reason for you to bring up an ex. Yeah. Use your girlfriends and stuff for that kind of thing <laughs> if you need yes, to. Yes. I think that that's something, like you said, you were fully healed from it. And also, I think it's just something that comes with maturity. And I think, mm-hmm. and that's why I say so often that I think that if you can wait and not settle down in your, you know, so quickly in your 20s or whatever, if you can just date and enjoy, we just really are such different people than we are in our early mm-hmm. 20s. And um, mm-hmm. even though I'm the first one to say, I really, really, wanted to be married and have children and stuff like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just appreciate what I got from my first marriage and now the woman that I am today it's Mm -hmm. a different woman in my relationship I have different expectations and different boundaries that kind of leads me to my next one Um, a woman said is um quote my advice is it's okay to do it your way and your mate's way so many folks try to tell you the rules when in reality there are no rules so for example if you both want separate houses in your relationship or your marriage have (laughs) separate houses if you want separate bedrooms if that works for you you know Mm -hmm. love on your terms don't compromise don't settle and have boundaries and that's something that I really you know boundaries they're really important to me 
I feel like I definitely bent over backward and overextended myself in my marriage. And as a result, you know, my boundaries weren't respected. So I'm really Mm -hmm. all about boundaries now, you know, with my boyfriend now, he's used to me saying like boundaries, you know, just, you don't have good boundaries. Like you try to beg and plead and get me to do it. Nope. That nope, is out of my it. comfort zone. These mm-hmm. are my ba- so I set really clear boundaries, and I think that that's important. And he sets them with me too, because he's learned a lot of things in his um in his marriage that you know that is he's no longer with his wife, obviously, but he learned some valuable things about himself and mm-hmm. kind of people pleasing, which is something that he and I have both done that in the past. Mm-hmm. And it just really is a great thing when you go into a relationship wiser and more mature. So. Yeah, but boundaries and kind of doing things on your own terms and whatever makes you comfortable. There's no right or wrong way to do things, whatever works mm-hmm. for you all. Like my, I, I think I'm going on and on, but just to wrap up, like <laughs> we are just kind of me and him. It's our first time in a serious relationship. The idea of a mm-hmm. blended family introducing the kids. Mm-hmm. We're taking our time with it. There's no rule book yeah. what's right or wrong. It's yeah. not like, oh, well, after a year, it's time to introduce the kids or it's time to tell that we're kind of doing things in a way that makes sense for us. So that's, that's my, you know, that's what I took away from that. I really loved yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing was very succinct what this other lady said. She said, love was a choice and not a feeling. Mm. Like, mm, I like that. Love is a choice. You know how people always say, oh, you can't control who you help who you fall yeah. in love with. That yeah. is a bold face lie. Yeah. <laughs> love is a choice. You, you you make that decision to be with someone. Like, right. uh, oftentimes, you know, this is kind of off topic, but, like, on TikTok, for example, uh-huh. I see I see men, particularly Black men, in relationships, interracial relationships, and they'll say stuff like, well, the in-laws don't like me, or, you know, they make racist comments, and blah, 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 but you know I just love who I love. No, you made a choice to say, and that's that the thing. Because I, I compl- I've always said that myself. Because mm-hmm. people are like, "Well, I just, I can't help who I fell in love with." You know, I just can't help with my heart. And this is like, these are for um men I knew in college who exclusively dated non-black women, and they mm-hmm. would say, "I just, you know, love is colorless, and I just can't help with that." No, you actually made a choice to exclusively date this type mm-hmm. of woman, and, and of course you're gonna fall people. in love. Because I agree, when you date someone and spend time with them, you are you could fall in love. And you're right. But mm-hmm. when, so when you exclude someone intentionally, you made a choice. And I'm not judging mm-hmm. you and saying your choice was right or wrong. But let's not right. act like you just, you've always dated all women and you tripped in the park and you fell over this, <laughs> someone's foot was sticking out and you gazed into each other's eyes and you, you had to be cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps that did happen. But oftentimes we make well, a choice. So you know, you I'm know, intentional and, and, about who I date because I know and, that who I date, I might fall in love with them and I I've spoken before about when I was kind of quote looking for my husband and when I met my, met my husband I absolutely was kind of dating a certain type of man who I thought mm-hmm. could be a good provider could mm-hmm. be a good father could be a good role model mm-hmm. I could have fallen in love with Pookie from the club who wasn't yeah. about nothing yeah, if I went sure. out with Pookie and let him take me out on dates because I'm soft yeah. and fake inside at the end of the day I'm gonna right. just, if I spend <laughs> enough time and you're good to me I will fall in love with you and right. you're out there in the street slinging them things and all that if I don't want to <laughs> settle down and procreate with with Pookie from the block then I'm not gonna go out on six dates with him because the reality is I probably will start to like him and fall in love so I made a choice to date a certain I guess caliber of person who with yeah. whom I thought I was equally yoked because yeah. I was looking in a futuristic through a futuristic lens love yeah. love is a choice love I is a choice you are absolutely yeah I mean 
And, and hey, real talk though, Pookie could have been treated you right. And Pookie probably, Pookie I might not be right. with today. Okay, yeah, exactly. You could so. still be married to Pookie. <laughs> to be told, you know, I might still be married. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, it's a choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, like you said with your example about a Pookie from the club or the hood, it's also your choice to stay with somebody who you know is detrimental yeah. or doing something detrimental to you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know some women are in very uh, scary situations, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And they're sometimes trying to enact their agency is really, really hard. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the yeah. issues where you you can clearly walk away from this man. Yes. But you but you are but you are not making the decision. That's right. Smart decision to walk away. You are choosing and sometimes the reasons are silly reason. or superficial or maybe yeah, you're so just embarrassed about people saying, oh, she has another failed relationship. Yeah. And I feel like life is too short. Like some of the women and their um, advice were talking about how they got married or found the love of their life for the first time mm-hmm. in their 40s mm-hmm. and 50s. And I found those stories just really, really inspiring. They are. Because, yeah. It just goes to show that number one, we're never too old to fall in love, that that one could still be there for you. And I don't even believe there's only one, but you know, your, your soulmate mm-hmm could be out there for you and just to really it's okay and I it took me so long to end and to walk away from an unhealthy marriage because I did not believe that there could be something out there greater I guess I knew that that was possible but I was kind of tired I was like I don't mm-hmm. want to start all over I don't want to date from scratch I have the kids who I don't feel like doing all this it's comfortable it's easy so even though there were so many things wrong with the relationship I was coming up with so many excuses about, you know, mm-hmm. why I should just stay. It was just easy. Oh, when the kids are in college, maybe I'll start dating then. And the longer you put mm-hmm. it off, the harder it becomes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess the advice that I would give is just we're not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. You can find love in your 50s and 60s and 70s. I actually just read an article about a woman in her 70s who fell in love and stuff like that. Wow. But just if you want to be young enough to really just enjoy life and do the backpacking and the camping and the, the vacations and all that, don't don't spend your time and waste your time with with a person who you know is not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. It's so much easier to say it than to actually do it. But I think I'm a living testament to there is light on the other side of the darkness. And Mm -hmm. I know it can be very difficult, especially if your situation includes domestic violence or financial dependence. Mm -hmm. It is not easy. But there is absolutely light on the other side. And Mm -hmm. you're a testament to that as well. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, for a while, you know, I thought to myself, oh, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't want to get, I know, I know I'm in my thirties. I'm probably shouldn't, I probably don't want to get married for a long time. I didn't think I would get married until I was well into my forties mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or maybe even close to 50 again, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought, well, I'm not going to have kids, you know, yeah. all this other stuff. But, you know, I had, I looked at my aunts, for example, who <laughs> I've had, I've had aunts who've been married two, three, four times. Right. Okay. Yeah. And one of my aunts, um, she's, she's long gone, but she's like, I'm going to keep doing it till I get it right. I love that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do that. it. You know, rest in peace to my Aunt Madonna. Her birthday yeah. the first. Mm-hmm. But she, she's like, you know, I'm going to keep doing it till I, till I get yeah. it right. I'm gonna keep doing and that's, it and I, there's no until, shame in that. And, and she had absolutely no shame. I'm going to keep doing it till I'm satisfied. My other aunt, as a matter of fact, she, I thought she would never get married again. She, she lost both of her husbands. Um, oh, she was, man, she was widowed tough. twice. And I thought, oh, you know, she's never going to get married again. She takes me like two weeks ago with an engagement ring on. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> Congrats, auntie. You got the engagement ring announcement. Yes. 
So yes. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to show it. you this ring. I said, what? So, you know, I'm happy for her. Whatever yeah, is going to make you happy, honey. Just, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Life you is dated, too short to be unhappy. Absolutely. If you dated men all your life, then you fall in love with a woman like me, um, yes. um, my girl, uh, then, Niecy hey, Nash. Niecy Nash, then, yeah. hey, you know what I'm saying? I Make yourself it. happy. So, you know that. what I'm saying? There are absolutely no rules to this thing. No, you know, this aren't. thing called love. You yeah. know, you do it, like somebody says, do it on your own terms. Don't yes. don't compromise and don't settle. That was also and one just of the remember that said. your needs are a priority too. It's not mm, just about mm. your partner's needs; your needs yes. are a priority. And if you're not getting your needs met, then you know maybe that person is not the one for you. Maybe they're the one mm-hmm. for someone else. Sometimes mm-hmm. our self esteem can get in the way of us feeling like we're worthy, you know, of of having our needs met or worthy of yes. that orgasm or yes. worthy of that guy who just everyone says is the greatest. Your needs are just so, just as important. So let's we can't forget about that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I also like what this other lady said. She said, "Forgive yourself for what we didn't know or allowed in relationship. Be mm-hmm. clear clear about the difference between what we think." we want versus what we need from relationships. Oh, that's good. Isn't that good? That's what you real want good. versus what you need. Yeah. You may you may want a man that's six five, you know, yeah. all fine, this and the other. But yeah. what you might need yeah. is a big old cuddly teddy bear yeah. who comes home every night and yes. does X, Y, and Z. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. You don't know what you what you want versus what you need yeah. you know that what I'm six five muscle guy who's not going to make you feel good about yourself because he's busy this and that versus mm. that guy who's going to make you laugh to your stomach hurt yes just yes. be sweet and cook for you and just be just adore mm-hmm. you and that might be what you need you know to mm-hmm. really make you happy mm-hmm. not not what you think you want and what looks good on your arm or whatever mm-hmm. that's I, a good one yeah yeah a full moment of transparency for me i mean when i was dating Mm-hmm. Jay and you know I you know I I don't think Jay is unattractive obviously mm-hmm. um I think he's an attractive guy he was very much my type yeah. but I was just like I don't know if this is gonna work right yeah and so we were dating and stuff you know we had proposed and I remember I, I got to the point where it was like a few months before the wedding and I was like Jay I don't think I don't think we I should get married right mm-hmm. I never told this story but I said I, I don't think I should get married and he looked at me and he had tears in his eyes. And he mm. said, he said, you keep saying that, but I'm telling you, I'm what you need. Mm, Jay knew. It, Jay he's like, knew. I'm what you need. Yeah. And, and that's why this this struck with me because I, I keep oh, thinking about that man. that 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 conversation we had. He said, yeah. You think you know what you want, but I'm telling you, I'm what you need. And we've been together. I mean, we're going I'm going on eight years, ten years wow. together, and eight years, and he was absolutely right. Yeah. You know, and I think for me, I was scared because I was yeah. like, Lord have mercy. I don't want to go through yes. no more heart, heartache yes. and hurt. And I don't want, you know, somebody to cheat on me and, you yes. know, and all this other stuff. And, you know, I don't want nobody to financially ruin me. Yes. Guess what? Yeah. I have not been in a position where I've been hurting in the pockets. I have been in Your no credit's going where... up. And <laughs> Hello? Yes. Hello? Credit going right. up, honey. Um, so <laughs> I'm what you need, baby. I'm what yes. you need. So that, that's that. 
I love so, that. So you know what I'm saying? It's it's about what you need. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. like you said, forgive yourself what you didn't know and, and, and allowed in other relationships. That's it. Because I, you know, I allow myself to be used. I allow myself to be hurt. Yes, yes. I allow myself to be lied to because I, I tried to put on blinders for a minute. Yes, yes. But the behavior was there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The behaviors in past relationships were there. You know, they were clearly lying. They were clearly not putting my needs you know, you know, not, I'm not even first, but even just considering my needs yes. you know, or anything like that, you know, just coming in for something physical or whatever I could give them or whatever, yes. whatever. but you know, you want somebody who knows what you need yeah. versus what you want. Absolutely. You know that's, 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 I can't believe I've never I've never told that story. I love that but story. That was very transparent. That's a really, really beautiful <laughs> poignant story. I love yes. that. And and thank you for that that transparency. Because that's mm-hmm. that's that's dope. That's really, really dope. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. lastly, I I appreciate it. And this kind of piggybacks off of um what you what you talked about. But one woman said, is one thing I wish I had known is how much work it really is because falling in love is easy. Staying in love mm-hmm. is work. Mm, and I think, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. The falling in love is easy, but staying in love is work. Damn, and damn. Um, I feel like that's something that I'm learning in this current relationship in my forties, mm-hmm. because falling in love is easy, infatuation mm-hmm. is easy, but mm-hmm. it takes two people to really do the work to stay in love because it is so easy for things to make you drift apart as a couple. For example, I think one of the things that was the beginning of the end for me and my ex-husband, in addition to some like financial troubles we had that put a strain on the relationship, that's me being transparent. Mm, I also feel like after mm. we had children, we kind of just slowly started to move away from each other. Mm, We became roommates mm, and co-parents and we definitely mm. enjoyed co-parenting and being roommates. It was fun. The kids united us and all that. But we were doing less and less romantic things together, date nights. And part of that was like, oh, no, he said, let's go out, baby. No, Mm -hmm. it's too expensive, this and that, fine. And Mm -hmm. before you know it, he's doing his thing, I'm doing mine. We coming together on the weekends to do sports and the kids stuff. And we didn't do the work. And Mm -hmm. in the end, that was, I mean, there was some other things I think I've talked about. But, (laughs) But a part of it was just really, we both just stopped investing in us. It's not enough to just be parents. You have to invest in you. And, um, you know, my boyfriend now just makes efforts to keep things romantic mm-hmm. and special mm-hmm. and fun. And on my end, I try, like, I think about the things that I know I could have done better in my relationship. Just from wearing something sexy because your partner wants to see you in some little lingerie. So I don't feel like doing that stuff in the end after so many years. I'm like, <laughs> I know. if you don't want me in my Looney Tunes pajamas, then. But I mean, it's I nice to every now and then remind your partner of who you are. You know what I'm saying? how how sexy yeah. you are and stuff because sometimes you can take someone for granted so put on them heels and show them just you know how you still can turn heads or just still be cute and sexy and playful and flirt you know flirting's a yeah. big thing smack your yeah. partner behind like we like things like that <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's work to stay in love mm. you know it really is because it's, it's so easy to fall out and not do the work to get back there yeah yeah mm. and I think above that not only just staying in love but staying in the friendship part too that yeah. keeps y'all to get that keeps y'all together. Yeah. It's not even about, you know, it's about the relationship, it's about the romantic stuff. But it's about having fun and yeah. keeping it fun. Like I know couples who are so stiff and they don't do anything fun. Like they're just like, you're like, well, why are y'all together if you so stiff and y'all don't relax or y'all don't yeah. laugh and have fun? I mean, maybe they do, but we uh-huh. don't in public we don't see it. 
But yeah. if, you, if you saw me and Jay together, we're going to be laughing, cracking yeah. up at something, doing something That's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just, it's just like, keep the friendship part alive too. You know, you got to keep the friendship part alive too. In addition right. to the sex, you know, you you, you ain't got to put on like you said, you ain't got to put on your little seven dollar Walmart, you know, pajama, <laughs> <laughs> your little seven dollar Walmart dress. Even though right. Grandmama was getting it in the moo you ain't got you ain't got to you know, you ain't got to put on your little seven dollar Walmart. You can put on something cuter, you know what I'm saying? Right. Even if, even if it's just a tank top and some little cute shorts, you know. Right. But you know, just keep exactly. it sexy and spicy too. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Not the seven dollar Walmart look, dress. Seven dollar Walmart dress. I like my little house dress. Don't judge right. me. <laughs> I feel attacked. Uh, I'm, oh, with the pockets in them, girl, they so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> really are. <laughs> but shoot. But if your husband feels is like, girl, bring that Walmart dress on over here, then you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> right. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> I remember one time my ex-husband told me he just he said he just threw it. He got so used to me in my little old Looney Tune pajamas that he said he started having to redefine what was sexy in his mind. I had like a hole in my pajama pants one time. And he was like, how that became so sexy. <laughs> he was like, I guess I got to give up the lingerie. Let me just rip this hole open and these pants. <laughs> in your thing let me get that I guess he was like it's gonna be easy access <laughs> right that's what he thought I guess he figured he better just make it work. make it do what it do oh that tickled oh me when he God. said that mm. oh lord but anyway that was a really great article definitely yes, enjoyed that you yes. know that was in a recent edition of um, Essence Magazine Essence Online mm-hmm. so definitely Essence check Online. that out check yes that out. it was great but you don't have to be over 50 to take these uh, tips but you know I think they're yeah. trying to give lessons to folks who are under 50 so yeah. you don't make these mistakes you know the that's rest right of your life if you, you know, cannot waste in. some good juicy years as Wendy Williams used to say some ju- <laughs> yes. juicy, if you cannot waste your juicy years you know on some you know ne'er-do-wells then mm-hmm. good yeah because we yes. don't want you to do that we wasted some, some years yes I know somebody listening to this podcast right now I hope this ministered to you and I hope you realize that, look, you don't have to put up with that yes. piece of old man just to say you got a piece of man. That's right. You, only, you want a whole man. You don't want a piece of man. That's you know right. What I'm saying? That's you want right. somebody that's whole, complete, yeah. and ready for you. You don't exactly. want somebody who just a little bit of what you want. You want that's somebody right. who's everything so, yeah. you know, that you want. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I got a lot yes. out of that. I hope that others do as well. Me too. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our uh, watching romance and reading romance recommendations for the week and listening romance too. So you all stay tuned and we'll be right back. All right, you guys, we are back with the watching romance and reading romance and listening romance segment. Um, are you have you watched anything good over the uh weekend or, or anything? Any um, recommendations? No recommendations. I started watching Gilded Age on Hulu, which apps has absolutely nothing to do with romance and color, but it is a nice little yes, it um, does. period romance. Girl, it's a period are, of romance, girl. It's good. 
it, it oh have you watched gilded age yeah it is really good and they do have you know an african-american woman on there i'm hoping that they go more into her love life and her plot listen don't tell me about family. what happened this week because i haven't watched well, this week. me neither i have today please do not tell Monday. me right no no i have monday's episode mm. to watch i'm excited mm-hmm. to watch it and stuff yeah. and um yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that it They're is filming so good the second season now i started watching it because it's one of um the shows that pete does you know he does the film and industry stuff and that's one of his shows that he works on so yes oh, really? he got me into watching it yeah and i just oh, love wow. it so much tell yeah. him that i love that show i will I, I, it's so good and that so good. I, I love seeing a different they i'm glad that they included an african-american experience me too um for this this you know part of new york and i like that, that they're from yeah. a well um you know well, well family, you know well yes that whole mm-hmm. thing when she brought them dad on donation of shoes was so Girl! raggedy and disrespectful <laughs> and stuff. And I'm glad that the um I forgot the black girl's name. I'm glad she, uh, Miss Scott. Yeah, I'm glad she yeah, held Peggy. her accountable for that. Peggy you know, said, um, I gave you money to get on the train. Right, exactly. <laughs> the season's about to end but her boss mm-hmm. at the newspaper company not that you should miss I think they gonna, pleasure I think yeah but he's a together. handsome guy so mm-hmm. i'm curious to see where this goes and stuff it, it is very clear it cool. is very clear to me that he got a thing for her yeah he, I mean, he's he attracted to her mind. mind and you know her how she looks her intellect yes. and her and her she's a beautiful beautiful girl with them big yes. eyes yeah yes yes, yes. such a cute shot so, what about you what have you been in watching addition to, since we're talking about you know Gilded Age, Renaissance type things. I, as you all know, I do uh, recaps of the courtship um, every Wednesday. They come out every Wednesday on the Plot Trips podcast. I've been doing it with my friend Meg. So we talk about the courtship, which is a mm-hmm. reality TV show that is a Bridgerton style dating show mm-hmm. um, where the black girl is the is the bachelorette, and she has sixteen suitors who are like pursuing her it is very cheesy but also <laughs> very entertaining so we do recaps of it every wednesday you guys so y'all please support that support me over there with meg um i'm having a good time talking oh about that goodness. mess with her and we are just <laughs> laughing and cracking up and um we even had a shout out for one of the contestants last week um about the podcast so it was really really cool so i I, i'm so glad that this podcast has allowed me to branch out and do things with other folks and collab with other folks so this this has been real cool so please y'all please support the black girl from the for on that's on the courtship um i don't know what the ratings are like for the show it's i think it's doing okay okay Because it's kind of building up on that Bridgerton thing. Because Bridgerton comes out next week, y'all. Yeah. Next week, we are going to be tuned in, okay? Yes, we so, are. Uh, I'm going to try not that. to binge the whole thing at once, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be hard. I know. Um, I'm but, so excited about that. Yes. It, Thank it's, you for that reminder about Bridgerton. Yeah, Bridgerton next week. But the courtship is really good. So she's down to now, I think, 11 suitors. Let me see, 16. Yeah, 11 suitors. I had to count. Because I was like, well, how many did she get with last week? <laughs> yeah, so she's down to 11 suitors. Not that many black people on the show. Um, there's a black guy that keeps singing. Oh, girl, he's annoying. But <laughs> he keeps singing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's just singing. Girl, I love you. He's just singing. It, it, it's the worst. Um, but <laughs> it, it's really cute. The girl very much reminds me of Yuya Key. Like, like y'all really? could be friends. Y'all could be friends. 
Oh my oh, she's like a younger now, version that's of intriguing. you. Now I think I have to watch. Watch <laughs> it. It's probably on. Do you have Peacock? I do have Peacock. Yeah, uh, so, Derek so, just got it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So check out Peacock. It's on Peacock. So um, all the ep- I think the last it's weekly, so you can check out the episodes every week. So this last episode is, has is already up. So it's two episodes. You're not behind too much. It's only okay. two episodes. So yeah, check them out and tell me what you think. We can talk about okay. it next week. Well, I won't do a recap, but we'll talk right? about it. Yeah, yeah, the courtship. And then the other show, other show I want to talk about. I love a quirky comedy, comedy, comedic romance show. And if y'all are not also on Peacock, I don't know what it is, but they are doing it this season. But Grand Crew on Peacock, I absolutely love that show. Um, it's also on NBC it's, um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a group of friends, black friends, black. Of, you know, middle class friends who basically are wine enthusiasts. Okay. And and they all um, meet every week at this wine bar or whatever and That's drink cute. different wines and stuff like that. Um, Nicole Byer is in it. I love Nicole Byer. She's one of the uh, beautiful plus size girls um, and actress and comedian. Um, some other people, some other people I really don't know are in there. They're, they're, they're fairly new and fresh. Okay, um, folks, but you know, Nicole Byers is, is a big, big name in the ensemble. Um, yeah, but it's so cute, and it's just a quirky, rom- just quirky, romantic, you know, show with quirky black people. You, you I know love what I'm that, not yeah. doing like the usual things. I just love that show. I just want more people to watch it. So, y'all right. watch the Grand Crew. Um, <clears throat> in reading romance, uh, first and foremost. Uh, the 2022 Romance and Color Spring Reading List will be out next week. It okay. is going to be chock full of so much stuff. Wow. Uh, two of the things I'm actually mentioning now. Um, one is uh, Dating Dr. Deal by Nisha Sharma. What Y'all, are- this book is so doggone good. It is so good. And I just started it today and I'm halfway through. <laughs> is that good? Yes, I started today. I listen to the audiobook uh, while I work uh, because I also got the I got the um, ebook and the audiobook. Okay. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. depends on what situation I'm in. Um, so I listened to the audiobook today. It is so y'all. This book is so darn good. It's a oh take on it's a take on taming with the taming of the shrew, um, but it's it's told from a um, Indian American family perspective. Indian American uh, family in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, their perspective and this girl who's like this kind of grumpy girl and this kind of slightly grumpy guy I guess they both <laughs> kind of grumpy um, mm-hmm. guy um, and they get together and, you know it, it, it's like a forced fake marriage type thing it's so good but y'all y'all please get it it's Nisha Sharma dating Dr. Deal and the other one is an audible exclusive um, it's called A Walk in the Park uh, by re- one of my favorites, and I'm not saying that just because she's my sorority sister, um, but <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca Witherspoon, A Walk in the Park, it's an Audible exclusive. It is about a couple who uh, both go to the animal shelter to adopt a dog, oh. and somehow it, there's a big mix-up, and they're both fostering the same dog. Oh my god, so they have cute. To, <laughs> I love that so they have to They have to learn how to I guess the dog basically brings them together, basically, yes. and it's so cute. And it and it features two uh, plus size black leads. So I absolutely love it, um, and it's so doggone cute. Oh, it's that's really, so cute! It's a really quick quick listen. You can listen to it in about three hours. 
Um, so it's real good. Like it's kind of. I think since becoming a dog owner, I just really now am enjoying tropes that involve a dog. Like over the um, you know, during the holiday movies that we reviewed, there was like a stray for Christmas or whatever it was. Yeah, the dog yes. kind of brought them together. And I just, yeah, that was I'm so just, cute. I'm loving that right now. Yeah. There's a if you like that one, then I got another one for you. Okay. Um, it's by Rochelle Ellers, and it's called a I think it's called a bookshop. Is it a bookshop something? Let me see. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold on. A bookshop rescue. Okay. Um, it's it's about a lady who owns a bookshop, and then she's caring for like a pregnant golden retriever that she's fostering. And um, her next door neighbor, um, it, it, it's, the, the pregnant dog is bringing her closer to her, her the business guy next door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the two of them are kind of welcoming the five puppies. And, you know, next thing you know, one romantic night now, you know, they're expecting a baby of their own. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> what? Okay. So, so it makes you one of them surprise. You, you know I don't like surprise pregnancy. I know you don't. But, it's one but of your least favorite. Least tropes. favorite trope. <laughs> but, it, it, but it's cute because it has dogs in it and stuff like that. But the girl just feels like she doesn't need rescuing. Like the puppy, I'm not a pregnant dog. Basically, you don't need to rescue me. And the guy's like, but I, you know, I love you. You know, I want to marry you. So Aww. you, you, you would like that one too. It's called okay. uh, a, a, a bookshop rescue. But that comes out in April, actually. So you'll be able to get it in April. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, because you love dogs. I can bring you all the dog dog books. <laughs> but it, I know I'm you so like into it now. I love it. But yes. you like Har- you like Harlequin, right? I do. Harlequin yes. has a whole series called Forever Yours. Are you serious? That is about pets and dogs. Oh my god, I did not know that. How cute! It is a tr- it is a trope, girl. Dogs. <laughs> Oh my goodness! It is a trope. Dogs or dogs bringing people together. Um, I think we had Kathy Douglas on the podcast, and she has a book too mm-hmm. uh, about dog. It's dogs called a City Girls Homecoming. Um, so yeah, yeah, dogs are a thing. But yeah, Harlequin's forever, fur if you are forever too cute forever yours oh my god so i know you can go and find some you'll you'll enjoy those too cute yeah but yeah (laughs) and and finally in um listening to romance uh i want to shout out a podcast it's called good moms bad choices okay um it's a sex positive cannabis supporting podcast with moms we talk about sex and relationships and stuff like that. It's really good, really interesting, really thought provoking. Um, they are, like I said, four twenty positive, <laughs> so they they talk a lot about weed and, and and weed advocacy as well. Okay, and how honestly smoking weed made them better moms. I've heard that from other people. I've heard that. I'm not gonna lie. I have heard that from other people. Um, I am. Not, I've never partaken in weed. Um, it's not my thing, really. Okay. Um, I've had yes, an edible. I've, I've had an edible here and there, um, but I've not really partaken in weed. Weed smoking mm-hmm, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say cannabis, CBD, things like that um, are very uh, kind of help you be centered and grounded and be a better mom. So um, I, I, I love the podcast. It's really good. It makes me think about a lot of things that I okay. really think about. Um, but yeah, it's called Good Moms Bad Choices Podcast. Okay. 
Yeah. So anything else you want to say, Yakini, or anything you listen to or No, anything? no, not particularly this week. You know, yeah. you turned me on to some things. So I have some yeah. things to listen to this coming up week. But yeah, yeah. listen to the listen to the audible for the uh walk in the park. You'll like that one. And it has okay. some has some steaminess in it too. So that's that's good. Okay. Yeah. Awesome yeah. sauce. Yes, yes. So that's it for the podcast, you all. I hope you all uh tune in to us next week. Um we are going to have an interview with uh uh romance writer Kathy Yardley. So you all please stay tuned for that. Um speaking of listening, I'm going to a concert this weekend, girl. I'm going to see Maxwell Joe. Nice. And um who's the other person? I think it's Anthony Hamilton. Oh my so goodness. I am That's so excited. Nice. I'm so glad I that I love Anthony Hamilton. We love Maxwell. Oh yes. my goodness, Joe. Uh, all I gotta say is the last concert I went to like that, I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So luckily for oh, me, that's man. not gonna happen, girl. I went to see Raheem Devon and I came back pregnant. But anyway, oh, Raheem Devon, yes. I came yes. back pregnant. So anyway, luckily for me, that's not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> but I will I will come back and tell you all how the concert was on our next podcast. Yes, please do. Please, yes, please do. Yes. Enjoy uh, that. Yes. Yeah, so, all right, you guys. You all have a great weekend. Have a great week, guys. Stay safe. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye.